do you make of 2020? <laughs> what do I make of 2020? For me, it's been fairly normal, actually. I live in Tawasson, and I work at a small uh, manufacturer with just three people. So it was an essential job back in February when, when the craziness started. When it all started. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to keep my job and just stay kind of as normal. That's good. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So are you optimistic, pessimistic about the future? Uh, fairly optimistic. Well, that is good to hear. Yeah. Do you think, um, in terms of priorities for Vancouver, Canada, and the world, what should we focus on? That's a tough question. What should we focus on? Yeah. You know, health, um, seniors. <laughs> job security, pay raises, for especially for essential workers? I mean, I would say health would be the biggest, biggest concern for me, I think, especially for seniors and for, uh, like, homes, senior homes, because I think that's where the biggest outbreaks have been. I see that you have with you your dog. Yeah. He's a dog. Uh, six months. Oh, my so God. So it was a little COVID puppy. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Do you think that that has made a difference having pets? Uh, for my mental health, probably, yeah. Uh, my, uh, especially for my partner, because she's uh, without a job. So she's been at home for this whole time. And uh, she's been able to train the puppy and take her out for walks and enjoy the park. Which was really nice for her. There is a silver lining, at least in the <laughs> partnership. Right? Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, puppies take time, they yeah. you know, all these things. So. But that was actually the toughest part for me. My, uh, my partner was working in the States when this all started. Oh. And she doesn't actually have a, a Canadian citizenship. So it took her a really long time after the whole co like the pandemic started for her to be able to cross the border. So she, yeah, she got denied the first time uh, flying into Vancouver, and then uh, we had to wait almost about a month. Uh, we were lucky enough about. Have you heard about the Peace Arch Park? Yes. Yeah. So we were able to meet there during the beginning. So she would come from the U.S. side, and I'd come That's from the Canadian. Story. So it actually, yeah. 2020 has impacted you. Yeah. Not, you know, not in a conventional way. No. In a sense, but you made it. Right? Yeah, li life goes on, I guess so. <laughs> and I think being optimistic goes a long way. Yeah. So you know, being young and having that spirit, I, I think we can survive. Exactly. And, and luckily enough for me, keeping my job has kept yeah. me in a fairly positive place, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the year 2020? Um, 2020, I think it's been a big change for everyone. I also think that it's kind of like, even though everyone's been you know locked down dealing with the pandemic and everything everyone's like been able to relate on one thing across the world and that's been kind of interesting to see that's a really positive outcome <laughs> that we're all brought together yeah. by this one thing here. yeah that's awesome what about you what are you yeah, I, I kind of think that it's um it's kind of an invitation you know it's an invitation to either 
you know, really um, immerse yourself in the fear and the, the um, you know, the, the insecurity and all of that. Or it's an invitation to kind of, you know, take it as, a, as an invitation to ground yourself and to figure out what's going to work for you and what's going to work for you in the short term, in the 2020 short term, but also in a longer, a longer perspective, a longer term perspective. I love that. So it's like a community, every, the whole world is one community, yeah. and an invitation. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. You've got to like, get this out of the park because these guys... Oh yeah, yeah, like I can follow that. <laughs> I live with these people so that they help me get through 2020. <laughs> it was really rough for me at first because I had, my glasses are fogging up, I had a, a job coming up, like a long theater contract and it of course was cancelled and all the theaters went dark so it's been tough that way because I felt like I was in a place where I was starting to become more and more involved in my calling after two years away from it that's on a personal level on a world level it's it's been uh, absolutely devastating in some ways and it's like one day at a time for me basically I try to look on uh, every day as being precious Life is precious. I feel terrible for all the people who have lost someone. Uh, I feel especially bad for people who are living in countries that aren't dealing with it as well as we have here. And so I feel fortunate that I live in this country where I think, for the most part, it was handled well from the beginning. I mean, there were mistakes, but... And I think that if I just follow the rules and uh, keep a social distance and do all of that stuff. I can still take my dog for a walk and smell the flowers and watch the seasons change. And I feel very privileged and fortunate. So uh, I try to keep that in mind on a bad day where I go, it could be worse. You could be someone who's much less, less fortunate who's having to deal with the, the same issues and, and are in much more precarious circumstances than I or we are. I like that. Life is precious. Yeah, yeah. It's, every day is a gift. And there's that awareness. So you live, all three of you together. This yeah. is your yeah. bubble. This is our bubble. This is part of our bubble. Our so, son's not here, but yeah. Oh, does your son live with you too? Yes. yes. So, okay. I'm a, I've been living in Vancouver seven years, so there's no houses really here. So I live with my husband and son, all adults, in a condo. Yeah. How's that been for you? Well, we're fortunate. We came came in from Toronto yesterday, so we're we're we used to live here. We lived here for five years. I did a couple of university degrees here, and um, my son's been traveling in on the island for the last four weeks. So we've come here now to meet up with him and do a little bit of you know visiting and going down memory lane, which is probably driving her a little crazy. Um, <laughs> But uh, we're in a house, and we're so, so, so grateful for that. I mean, yeah. there's, it is, you're right. Like, that makes all the difference, you know, the backyard and the house. Of course, you know, being here, being in a little condo with three adults who are not used to living all together is very challenging. But at least you get to go outside, and you're in well, Vancouver. That's true. <laughs> okay. The one plus is you may only be able to afford to live in a condo. But it's Vancouver, which yes. means you're yes. out almost every day. That's yeah. right. And when it rains, it's not. Yeah, not yeah, so that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. So. Well. How has it been for you? Um, it's been a lot of ups and downs, I would say. Um, I 
you know, obviously the pandemic's been tough, but I've had a lot of success in my career, oddly, through the same time. So it's been, I've ha also had a lot of success through the years. So it's kind of a, a mix for me. A lot good. So you are optimistic about the future? Um, I think I think you have to be. Um, I try to find purpose whenever I can, and that's what I try and get my staff to feel the same way. And um, I mean, it's there's obviously a lot of things that can try and bring you down in the world right now, but I think you have to try to be one of the people who's focusing on what's good, I guess. So how have you adapted to so many of the changes that we've had to make to kind of, you know, go with the, the pandemic? Um, it was definitely hard because I, I, I perform a lot and, as well. So having the arts community taken away from me was a huge, that was a huge hit. I, obviously adjusting, I'm not really a, a type of person who focuses on being super OCD, so learning that new um, thing to focus on was a huge change for me, and I had to form new habits. That one was definitely new. Um, but I'm a very social person, so I, career-wise, I'm doing well. But socially, it's been a big difference for me, and that's trying to find ways to still keep that up with while respecting boundaries has been quite tough. I have to say. What do you think of the whole Zoom thing? Because uh, <laughs> I like being social too, and we've tried to do it over Zoom, and I, I'm having, I'm not, it's not the same for me. What about you? I agree. Zoom hurts my back when I'm sitting there and drives me a little crazy. And also, nine, like, so much of communication is nonverbal, and in Zoom, you lose that. And, you know, oxytocin is a is a big part of social and so not being able to hug people and interact with them uh, in a physical way too is tough and I don't know I find that I can zone out and get bored and I find that social interactions are also a lot shorter because nobody wants to stay on Zoom for very long, right? Did, did you uh, get a pet or did you find that you're looking for a pet? I don't but I've thought about it a lot. I've noticed that all of a sudden now I'm like, oh, I should get a dog. <laughs> I or have a cat. Or a cat, yeah, that too, yeah, for sure. You, you lead a team, and this is difficult times in many ways in Zoom and the social interactions. So how do you lead your team? How do you encourage them? How do you motivate them? Well, we do get to be in person part of the time, which is nice, but it's a lot different. I have to try and get the same messages across with a mask on and sometimes that can come across in a different way than you maybe intended. So I've noticed especially with language barriers a lot harder time communicating but the way I've been handling it so that I mean through the process learning how to get better at it is keeping things more clear and succinct not elaborating so much and just getting main goals across and that I've found has helped and then also coming up with fun things that are small it, that we normally wouldn't think about because usually you've got big you know events and dinners and bonuses and that, now there's none so trying to find little ways to keep them excited like everybody's gonna wear certain outfit today on the zoom call or whatever it may be just to keep them a little bit excited because you start to especially when you're not hitting the same numbers you start to lose the you know joy of going to work or 
you know, reaching for something, right? So just little things like that, I guess. Yeah, 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 thank you. And just maybe one more, you know, as the world now turns, anything in particular you think we should focus on? Health, seniors, youth, yeah. mental health? Um, I think, hmm, that's a good question. I, I'm a part of a Rotaract club, and we've recently started taking action with talking to seniors more. Um, and I think we should maybe try and focus on having different generations interact more as a society. I found also like with my team, some of the younger staff, they have a hard time uh, speaking to people of different ages and connecting. And I think we should, especially with, you know, in the school system, everybody talks to people the same age as them all the time. I personally think we should be uh, trying to find ways to connect different generations so they can learn from each other and also help with, you know, um, seniors and loneliness and isolation right now. That's been breaking my heart and watching people like your grandparents or whatever um, struggle. I think that's something we should focus on. And then also, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot of things right now, but that one's a big one for me, intergenerational connection, I guess. It's 2020. Has that impacted you? Not? What a year. I think it impacted on all of us in any way. For us, we came from Brazil last year, just before everything started. So it's, a, it's been a struggle for sure. Yeah. Your perception as well? Yeah, my perception as well. It comes with a, a mixture of uh, our adaptation here in the city, uh, plus the COVID. Uh, so it's a mixture of a lot of sensations and a lot of uh, anxiety to deal with. So did you did you come here from Brazil to go to school, or uh, are you did you come here to uh, to live, or both, or what? Yeah, we came to live, and but now she's uh, studying makeup, and I'm working. So it's like how. When did you make the move? Like you say, just before COVID. So when was that? January. So we here in October last year, so we got a few months to, everything was settling in and just COVID happened. Yeah, when, when honeymoon phase, like just finished, we got COVID, so that's the we thing. Done <laughs> with a bang. At least you got a couple of months of, of getting an idea of what Vancouver would be like without the COVID. Do you think Vancouver's done an okay job with COVID? Coming from Brazil, yeah. it's, it's really bad right now over there. I think we both can say we know people who's been in the ICU or people who have friends or someone who knows someone who died from COVID. Really? It's really bad. Or like our president doesn't deal well at all. He's kind of like Trump situation going on. So I feel like we can agree there's always something... We can do it differently. I feel like maybe the whole maybe even the masks in bus, the transit situation. But like at the same time, we can get the bus drivers. So in a general, I would say I'm pretty happy to be in BC, specifically in Vancouver, considering all the rest of Canada. I would say it's okay. But I feel like comparing to other countries, I know other countries did an even better job, like New Zealand. So there's, there's always room for improvement. 
but coming from Brazil, I'm just so happy to be here. Like, yeah, it's, it's really a relief to be here during COVID. Are you now more optimistic about life, especially moving from Brazil, as you said, and the way they're treating and handling COVID? Yes, like even though uh, we're facing this situation together right now, uh, it's a hard situation for all of us. But I think like we have hope to get things better soon, at least here in the city. Like I see some measurements from the, the government from BC and Dr. Boni, uh, like measures to stop the spreading. Uh, some of them, like, it's not pleasant for like some group of people, but that's part of her job and that's part of our job to accept that and uh, like follow these rules to of course like two to three months from now we can be way better than we are now. So do you think that um, you're optimistic about the future in general not not even just COVID but the whole 2020 seems to have been a very strange year so are you feeling optimistic or pessimistic or somewhere in between? Well, we're definitely feeling optimistic, for sure. Yeah. Yes, uh, uh, as we said before, like all our moving in for to Vancouver uh, was a whole uh, turn point in our lives for better. And then, even though uh, 2020 is not a great year for everybody, for us, he gave the opportunity to be here at this moment. And then, I think, like for now on, we have the chance to like build our lives here right now. I'm uh, the opposite. I'm kind of pessimist. I don't think. Things are ever getting... I don't think things should get back to normal. Because 2020 wasn't only about COVID. We had the Black Lives Movement. And we had so many things. We have uh, everything going on in Nigeria right now. And even in Brazil, like everything... It's, it's a lot. Like political movements and all about social things. I, I think it's... I think we have a hard way along of us. Ahead of us. But definitely... Maybe in the long... Like in the future, I see it getting better, but for now, for now, I don't. Like, in, you know, like five years from now, I don't see it getting better. <laughs> I see, it. I see it because, like, for now on, we have this uh, highlight in all these situations we didn't have before. That's a good point. Yeah. So now we can now see where we can start working on, because okay, we we have like Black Lives Matter movement. We have all this COVID thing, we have uh, plus uh, any other social uh, That's climate change, icebergs melting. We have uh, political uh, debates, left wing, right wing. And uh, I think people are getting mature about this, uh, all these matters. Like It's a reality check. What would you say is the most pressing need for the world and our society? I mean, so many you mentioned. Where do we start? We do them in parallel. What, what would be a priority if you had to like choose one area that you think would be a big priority? Is that even possible? For me, I think the right thing to do right now is like people have to learn how to listen, listen to uh, other people and other ideas. I guess we are very separated uh, political, ideologically, and uh, our social status, everything that comes up to for you to make a better decision or not. And then uh, people just don't care about other people. And that's I think this is the problem right now, that mostly political uh, matters. 
and it affects all of us in certain ways. Listen to each other and to staff, and then that helps moving exactly. forward. Yeah. Exactly. Not pointing fingers, not uh, trying to be better than someone else. Yeah, I see how you, you that that being a priority. I mean, it it affects everything else. If we came to the table ready to listen and respect one another, put our differences aside for, you know, then we could tackle the other goals. Well, that is a very positive, optimistic uh, priority. Yeah, I, I'm the optimistic guy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to even it out. That is such a hard question because I don't think we can talk about climate change when there's black people dying right next to us, but we can talk about a future if we don't have the world to live in and there's people we can see animals getting extinct and we have see, we see that the amazing nature we have dying each day so it's it's so hard to come up with a priority but i agree with him because like if you don't agree in climate change and you don't you don't believe in covid then that's because you're not listening that's because you're not taking a look, a look around if you don't think racism racism exists that that means you don't see what people of color are talking about. You don't, you're not listening. You're not, and that means you're, if you're not listening, maybe you, you see it, but you're like blind in some way because you see it happening, but it doesn't affect you. Empathy. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I agree. So we're here to uh, ask people on the street what they think of the year 2020. Well, it certainly has been different. <laughs> And it will continue, I think, right up until January 1st with our impromptu elections and the American elections, the results of that. So I think it's been um, really different. Have you had to make a lot of changes to deal with, like, with the, the COVID? That, that, uh... well, I think everyone has made changes for sure. And I'm retired, so I have had less of an impact than perhaps those who are working. I haven't had to worry about, will I have a job, will I not have a job? But for sure, my bubble has gone down significantly. My routine, which used to include every morning here at 7.30, is long gone. So there have, there have been some obvious changes. Are they negative? Probably. Yes, yes and no. I get to sleep in longer. So what are some of the positives? Because uh, I, I know even in my own life, I see some positives to having slowed down, reduced a lot of my activity. I, well, I wouldn't agree with that per se. I've saved more money because I'm not out in the stores buying. I'm not at as many restaurants, which I find very unfortunate. And I'm terrified to go to the movies. Um, but a positive? I think you have to focus on your inner self and force yourself on your blue days to do something to bring you out of your black hole. I see you have a dog. Uh, oh, it's not your dog, because I was going to say, did it help to have a pet? Uh, I would say yes if I had one, but mine is past. My friend has gone to get a cup of coffee. Um, but I think it does help a lot to have a pet. But no, I, I don't have one. I used to have one, but he's been gone for a few years. You know, in terms of society, what should we focus on? Having gone through COVID and, you know, the political, it's such an upheaval this year. What would you say we should focus on going forward as a society? Well, 
that's a loaded question, if ever it was. I, I don't even know where to begin on that one, because for someone who has a home, and I'm safe and sound, it would be different from someone who is living on the streets, or for those who no longer have funding. I think, hopefully, this will bring us together closer. I think if we look at how the Americans are handling it versus how we're handling it, that should be encouraging. I, I am very happy to have seen all political parties in Canada pull together. I think that's very positive. It's red and blue down the states. It's just ugly. So I don't know what we, what we focus on. I think we have to focus on stepping back and realizing that we're not in control and we have to rely on our scientists and just pull ourselves through.